Welcome out to the Bulls and the Bears. This is Aaron Warby, and I am here with the lovely Tarina Warby. Hello out there. <laughs> All right. Well, so a couple of things that I wanted to talk about today, um, you know, really fast on this podcast. Now, if you were watching the markets this week, we started off great. I mean, these markets just ran, right? Mm-hmm. So Tuesday and Wednesday, the CPI uh, that's, you know, consumer price index where the inflation rate came out lower than expected. And so, you know, the markets like that because mm-hmm. they're thinking that, uh, the fed might not have to raise rates anymore. We might, they might actually start uh, dropping rates again, or at least that's, you know, you know, I've heard that a lot. I, I, I kind of doubt that that's going to happen, but I've heard it a lot. Now, whether it's going to happen or not doesn't matter. You Overall, know it's been a very bullish month and a bullish week. Yes. And so we've seen at least the beginning of the Santa Claus rally and everybody's hoping that that extends. And you know mm-hmm. what? Me too. I would love to see it extend because if it goes down, what that's doing is really hurting people's retirements. And so mm-hmm. I'd love to see it go up. Um, the markets were built to go up o- overall. Yeah. Now, you know, we've done a lot in the, uh, you know, with the finances, we've done a lot to actually hurt the markets um, over the long term, but it only hurts the markets if people understand that there is something wrong. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when it comes down to it, it's the buying and selling. What people are willing to buy things for, are they wanting to buy it higher than they than it was yesterday? Or are they wanting to buy it lower than it was yesterday? That's what moves the market. Mm-hmm. It has very little to do with all of the rest of it. It's about okay. sentiment. Yeah, so it's all about sentiment. And so whether the economy is good or the economy is bad doesn't have to affect the market. And you see that the, that the market itself um, doesn't pay a lot of respect to... Um, minor adjustments in the in the economy. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, so where did the markets go? Well, they went up for Tuesday, Wednesday, a little bit on Thursday, not much. Uh, you know, just started the sideways thing, and then here we come to Friday. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's Friday. We want to end the week good, um, but what do we do? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's the markets just went nowhere. It's just kind of like, well, I mean, it went up and then it kind of just bounced around, but it just kind of bounced within that range. Yeah, it's very range bound. Yeah, and the thing is, is that it was sitting there in a supply zone, and it didn't break out of the supply zone. In fact, it's really low in the supply zone, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, low into the supply zone, um, not anywhere close to the top. So, um, it's going sideways. It's going to break one way or another. If it breaks through the supply zone, then we're headed towards August highs. Oh. If it starts dropping, then it could drop uh, quite a bit before it reaches uh, the new, you know, the next, um, the next leg down. In because it's been in in an overall downward. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's working its way. It's been overall working its way down since August. Now it's been working its way back up, but again. We'd have to pass it's this next high. Pretty close we get to there. the August high. I mean, you're only talking about seventy two yeah, dollars of away. Percent I mean, away. Yeah, it's not you know, very much. That's exactly right. Now, what happened in August to send it down in the first place was that Moody's downgraded um, the U.S. Uh, you know, the yeah, US and Moody's notes, was right? like downgrading it again this week, and like yes, it, it went was. up. And I thought, oh, it's going to go down. It didn't. Well, it threatened to downgrade it, mm. right? Oh, it threatened. If, yeah, if the government couldn't figure out how to keep us from uh, doing this Defaulty. brinksmanship default thing again, right? Mm-hmm. Which was figured out in plenty of time. So it, we're not going to default. Moody's doesn't have to downgrade us. They might still, but they don't have to. Mm-hmm. And so 
And so there was not a reason for it to go down because of that. Now, in typical times, it probably would have gone lower at the threat. Okay. But it didn't happen. I know. So. Yeah. I so. mean, like everyone's saying, well, can this last or, or will it last or whatever this upgrade? And I don't know. It's all about <laughs> sentiment. You know, how are people feeling? What do they feel? You yeah. know, holidays well, coming around, stuff like that. Yeah, from a seasonality point of view, we usually see an uptick here at uh, the end of the year. It's called the Santa Claus Rally. All right. Um, Are we going to get a Santa Claus Rally? Well, we don't have a whole bunch of room to go before we hit August highs. Once we hit August highs, it's going to have a hard time breaking through that. But if it does... All-time highs. Yeah. Hey, great. Well, not all-time highs, no. Not all-time highs? No, no, no. We're still nowhere close to where we were uh, you know, back in the, uh, 2021, uh, period before we dropped. Yeah. February, 2021 period. We're still not there. Uh, we're a couple hundred dollars oh. short of that. Yes. Right? You're right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but getting to the August highs, wouldn't that feel good? That would be great. Yeah. There we go. Anyway. <laughs> so another thing that is recovering is crude. Crude started a recovery today. Now it went mm-hmm. from $72 a barrel up to 7584 It was in a daily demand zone there at 72 And so we were kind of holding our breath saying, all right, is this going to hold or break? Because if it broke through and it still could, it could retrace, right? Mm-hmm. Break through and move all the way back down to uh, what? what? What's the next zone down? Is it 60, 67? Yeah. Yeah. 67. Mm -hmm. So if it breaks or if it doesn't, if it it starts going down on Monday, then good chance that we might even see $67 a barrel. And by the way, that would make the uh, cost at the pump better, right? We've seen that on a decline for a couple of, I don't know, wait, a a month now? Mm -hmm. It's been declining for a month. Yeah. Um, However, if it breaks through the next supply zone, um, then, uh, you know, to say that we're going going to return into the 90s, 93, 95, uh, $98 like we were a month or two ago, uh-huh. then it's going to have to pass the $80 mark um, pretty convincingly because yeah. that's going to be the uh, controlling swing high at, at the moment. Yeah. Right? But if it does, then we might see some pain at the pump for Christmas. Merry Christmas. I hope not. I mean, that would kind of be sucky. I could see them doing it in January, but I guess maybe they would like to, maybe they would like it to be up so that they can, because people are going to travel during Christmas. We're all going to go see grandpa and grandma, or we're going to go see cousins or somebody, or maybe we're going to go take a flight and go, or go on a cruise. I know one family uh, that I was friends with, they, their kids kind of were getting old and they older and they're like we don't need any more toys we don't need any more video games and they're like yeah let's go on a cruise so that's what they do they don't they don't give out gifts they go on a cruise that's it and and that sounds like a lot of fun to you right no no (laughs) no cruise doesn't you don't I, I, I Actually, think we I talked want about to, but this once. it makes me nervous. My kids are kind of weird, and they always find a way to hurt themselves. So I'm like, man, I don't want to be on a cruise. Think they'd just find a way to jump it. off the ship. Okay, that just <laughs> don't don't paint that picture. Okay, so we're moving on. Anyway, so people travel, so they want to get that money. That's right. Yep. Anyway, so it recovered uh, to seventy five eighty four on the day. Now that doesn't sound like much, right? Because it it started off at uh, seventy two eighty. 
this morning, which was actually up from the $72 even that we were yesterday. So overnight, it had an adjustment. We were up 80 cents. And then it went from 72.80 all the way up to 75.80. Yeah. Right? Um, and so the idea is, is that if it, it keeps recovering, then good. Otherwise, eh, it's going to go back down. Now, anybody that's been into our classes knows that, that I talk about crude because I really like commodities. Yeah. You know, they're I mean, wonderful. They're wonderful. Yeah. There's something backing it up. It's not just a bunch of fluff. You well, know, it, yeah. there's a value that you're, that you have. Exactly. And I'm kind of a value guy. So unlike a company, right? Mm-hmm. A company, if it, if it's, if it's faking, you know, if we've got an Enron out there and its mm-hmm. numbers look great, but it's been faking the numbers and all of a sudden the next day it's, it's just broke and, yeah. and out of business. If you were owning that stock, then it's just out. Now, if you have oil, right? Mm-hmm. Crude. Yeah, it's something. It's still there so, as long as they're pumping. And, yeah, you know, price might go down, but you still have something, right? And and I always like the security of that, but I also like that it's a futures contract. Yeah. Okay, so when you're buying it, you're buying a futures contract, and what that means is so so here's the the general idea, mm-hmm. right? When you're buying a futures contract, you are negotiating. Mm-hmm. All right for the purchase of a future delivery of something. Mm-hmm. And what you're actually paying for is the right to that future delivery. Right. But because it's future delivery, you don't have to pay for all of it right now. Mm-hmm. You end up paying for about, about about 5%, which means that the leverage on that is 20 to 1, mm-hmm. right? Okay, now this has a massive effect on what you're doing because in order to tr- trade crude, let's just look at at today's trade, right? It okay. went from 75 to 78. Okay. Or it went from 7580 to 7880. Okay. Uh, you know, however you want to look at it. But that's basically a $3 thing, right? It's it's mm-hmm. a $3 move. And so you might look at that and say $3 not worth it to me. That right? Yeah. Yeah. However, However, when you're buying the contract, what you're actually buying is a thousand barrels at a time. Yeah. Right. The the future delivery of of five thousand bar- or of of a thousand barrels. So that one three dollar move is actually a three thousand dollar move on the day. What did you have to do to uh, to trade that? Well, this isn't your risk, but you had to have in your account three thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars if you were with a firm like TradeStation, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well. You had three thousand eight hundred and fifty in your account on the day your contract just made three thousand. I would call that a decent ROI, I'd decent say that was return a great on investment. Day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that was the opportunity of the day with crude, and and it really was you know a, a brilliant trade if you got into it. Does that mean that it's been it's going up? Well, a three dollar recovery is impressive. It is absolutely no doubt. But again. Not out of the woods until I see it pass 80, in my mind, mm-hmm. right? And, and then we're probably heading further north. Um, if it turns around on Monday, probably heading further south, we might see $67 before recovery comes. Okay. Now, at $67, there is a lot of evidence that that is kind of where it, it's likely to stop because okay. we've got some really big players out there that have consistently purchased at 67 and pushed this thing higher. All right. So if you're there listening and you're a commodities trader, a futures trader, you know, you're in the same boat that I am, you just love it, then you might uh you might look at this and 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 see if um 
you know, if 67 is the place or if you're thinking that it might go higher and and get on on this larger move, because again, we've got more $3 moves in a you know, in our pocket might even have as much as a $5 move in, in a day Ooh, uh, here coming up. So that would be lovely. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So the real test Monday. Um, all right. So getting away from, from uh, commodities, I also wanted to talk about options because we just ended our options class. Yeah. Great class. It was yep. full almost. And we just had students were just eating it up. Actually, um, what was amazing <laughs> it just was ended. it just ended and an hour late. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Like they stayed after they stayed to get extra material. <laughs> they stayed after for extra material. And he's like, that's fine. I don't have any place to go. My brother's picking me up. And so, so he stayed and he taught them. He, I'm telling you, this teacher looked so tired. Yeah, he's this been is teaching Greg seven days a week from nine to five. Seven days straight. Yeah. Seven days straight. I'm sorry, seven days straight. And he just bubbly bright. And then he even went in into our three-day class, which is where we teach people about the different markets a little bit more in depth. So they know like- Get some hands-on. Get a little bit of hands-on. Yeah. Like, you know, we they get like, we set them up with like a, a, pra- a paper trading account and things like that. And so he even went in and explained options to a man and the whole class was just riveted. They oh, were yeah. Like, yeah, everybody loves Greg. He's just a fun, fun guy. Fun now, guy. Positive, and, fun. And he was a market maker oh, yeah. in the Chicago yeah, market. Talk about a resume, so, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. just amazing. He stood five guys down from Goldman Sachs. Yeah. You know, and so I talked to him about this. And, and here he is, you know, uh, telling me how it was to this be This was with in the Sachs. old days, like when you were back trading when you were on the, the floor. When That's you were right. In the pit. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he's, you know, old enough to have been on the pit. And, and, uh, there he was. And he said, the tactic that, that we all had was to watch Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley. Mm-hmm. All right. And we would watch them. And when they started buying, we started. Yeah. Right. I mean, that we were, we were riding their coattails. And he said, he said, you know, until I came to online trading Academy, I didn't really believe, I thought that the market was just random. Yeah. Like he read something, uh, like uh, some, a guy that that was uh, that traded futures, and he's like, I can tell where the tops and the bottoms are, and he's like, that's a bunch of fluff, yeah. no way. And but somehow the guy had been consistently profitable because he could pick out the tops and the bottoms. And yeah. Greg, you know, who had been in the pits, he thought it was all random. You know, yeah. hey, when Morgan Stanley wants to push this up, it's going up, and when Morgan Stanley wants to push it down, guess what? It's, it's going, going down. down. Yeah. You know, and we never know. Not even not even he in the pits knew when that was going to happen. He just knew that he had to stand still until it started happening, and then he would tag along, right? And so he was very successful at that. And it took until he got out of the pits. And in fact, he was just telling us uh, just a few minutes ago before we started this. He said, "Yeah, you know, when I got out of the pits, when the pits finally closed down, and then all it was was computer trading. Mm-hmm. I thought, all right, I'm gonna have got to do something. Else. I got to find another job. Yeah, and then find- he found online trading academy." And yeah. they taught him, you know, about directional trading. Directional yeah. trading, and he's like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh, it does work. Look and he's that. and he's and he loves options, and he's like, "Yeah, it. I love it. I, I can, can do something with that. I can see that now." That's right. And so I just loved how he was like. I mean, here we're talking about like someone said, "Well, tell me about like your teachers and your instructors and what makes them like instructors at your at your academy." And I just thought a lot of them were traders and they came in like we've had like three of them who were traders and they came in or were brokers or a trader and they uh-huh. came in and they took classes here 
to see the directional movement and to be able to capture it. And I thought... But yeah, this is particularly important for the brokers. For the brokers, yeah. And so I thought... And then they became instructors. And I just thought, that's so crazy because you thought that they would get it at at their training houses and not necessarily. Yeah. Now, to be very clear, you know, what he thought was he had to be standing there looking at Morgan Stanley or yeah, looking look at, at Goldman Sachs, Sachs to see what they were doing. And, he's and like, when he got out, now he's learned, oh, I can actually see that in the charts. I can see it in the charts. Yeah. And, and so, you know, back then when he was in the pits, the idea was follow the money. Yeah. And guess what the idea is now? now? Follow the money follow on the, the chart. Follow the money, yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> you just have just, to learn. <laughs> you got to be able to read the charts. And exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So follow the money is everything. Anyway, uh, he came for seven days, loved uh, listening to him. You know, I sat in class as often as I could when I wasn't teaching. Right. Um, Really clued in. Actually, we had one of our other instructors come in to sit in his class because he loves listening to him. And he was like, man, he's just amazing. Yeah. Anyway, so really good at what he does. And And just a really fun guy to be in class with, you know, always talking about how how you make your best money when you have a really big heart. Oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah. You, you've got a big heart. If everybody's panicking and they want to sell, big hearted you should be buying. <laughs> if everybody is, is greedy and they want to buy, big hearted you should be selling. That's really all there is to it, right? <laughs> big hearted. I like that. Big I heart. like that. Big heart. I like yeah. that. Yeah. We're going to take care of them. You want to, everybody's panicking and you want to sell. All right. I'm probably the guy to turn to. Yeah. I'll help you out. That's right. I'll help you out. <laughs> anyway, yep. So what I really loved, you know, he went through all kinds of trades. And if you know anything about options, you know that there are so many things that you can do with them. All right. Options are insurance in the markets. That's mm-hmm. why they were built. Yeah. And it ensures that you can pick something up at the right price or sell something off at the price that you've picked. Yeah. Right. Um, and so you 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 can build yourself an insurance package, and you you can kind of do the sales against the um, the sales against the uh, against the purchases, and and really what's happening is is because you're playing both sides, somebody else is paying for your insurance, and now all you have to do is make sure that your stop is working on the one that you've sold, mm-hmm. and you're probably going to turn out right, or at least you're not going to lose much if it doesn't go your way, right? Right. Mm-hmm. All right, but um, you know what he was. What what he showed us was these spreads, and I've got to tell you, I was so impressed with how he did his spreads and butterflies. Oh yeah, and a butterfly is a type of of a spread. All right, but it, it had a super low buy-in, great risk to reward. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so you know if if you can get it right just a third of the time, you're you're doing you're doing well, and yeah. to get it right in the um, insurance business. You don't have to be very precise. Yeah. You have to be somewhere close. Yeah. And it's much easier to be somewhere close as to be super precise, like we have to be in the Futures commodities or market. the commodities or the stock, right? yeah. Yeah. Um, and anyway, so if you can do any better, if you can get to 50% or be right two-thirds of the time, you know, 66% mm-hmm. of the time, all of a sudden you've got some, you know, I really like those odds. Definitely. But yeah, he, he, he showed it super, you know... he. He made something complex look super easy. I know, and, and right? Feel super easy, right? Like yeah. it was just every and oh, of course that makes sense. Yeah. Why didn't I think of that? Well, and we we had a student who said, 
you know, I went to his class one time and I didn't understand everything he said, but today it's starting to make more sense. And I really love that about OTAs that they let our students retake the classes. You mm-hmm. know, you pay once, you take the classes. And so like, she was just like, yeah, it's, it was yours, so, it's yours free for the rest of your life. Yeah. Right? It yeah. was so great. And every time we, we give somebody like every time we sell a class or we sell our program, the, the, I, I'm always surprised when they're like, now how many times can I come back and take this class? And I'm like, like they take our class yeah. and they're like, okay, so how many times? And I'm all, keep coming, keep coming as long as there's space. Yeah. You know, we reserve for new students, but we always leave a couple of spaces for for new for old students. And then if if we don't have enough new students, guess what? The, we just open up the whole yeah, class. Yeah, we fill the class. And, and I love that. And so yeah. like I had a lot of students like, oh wow, this was amazing. And this new student who who had taken it for the first time, he was like. Oh, okay, good. You know, yeah. and he, he got a lot of stuff out of there. He's been trading for a long time. He was just like, there was so much information, so many strategies that I need to, you know, come back. And I thought, that's great. And he's like, I'm trying to get my kids into this, but they just, you know, yeah, they don't know. So it's Brian, if cool. you're listening, shout out. Shout out to you, Brian. Yeah. Anyways, so there we go. It was it was a great class. We were, we were yeah. really excited. But anyways, anyway. if you get like two thirds of the time, I like those odds. I'll take those odds. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, options are so important for wealth management. Oh, they are. I mean, you know, I I don't care what you're doing. Anything that you think is important is probably insured. So, you know, tick through the list. You think your car is important? You've probably got it insured. House? You better. Your house, is it insured? Insured? Your life, is it insured? Yeah. So then we come to the portfolio. Your retirement. This is your retirement. Why isn't it insured? Exactly. You know, yeah, and the reason is is because most people don't know how to use uh, these insurance products, these options, right? Right? They don't know where and under what circumstances to buy or sell, right? And so, you know, they really need guidance. And you know what? There are a lot of uh, the the brokers out there who don't know how to use it, and they mm-hmm. think it's really risky. Yeah. If you insurance insurance how in the world is insurance risky insurance is there to take risk out of things right right so it's risky because you don't know what you're doing and you set it up wrong that's when it becomes a risk right but but um you know if you've got wealth you need to protect it you probably need options yeah um so you know how how do you figure out how to do it and how do you figure out where the lows and the highs are so that you're buying it at the right place Right. right. You need getting to know in or the getting direction out of the, right of the chart. Yeah. Exactly. All right. And so what you need is tools, rules, and strategies. And it turns out that there are tools, rules, and strategies out there that have been working. And that's what Greg was teaching, right? He'd right. been there at the market makers. He understood how to set things up so that he could hedge what he was doing and still make money. Right. And that's what he's teaching here. Now, the advantage that he had when he was a market maker in the pits was he could watch Morgan Stanley. He'd be like, oh, they're going, they're yeah. moving, and now we're going to go. And he got out, and he was less effective because he didn't understand that he could still look over and see Morgan Stanley. He's... Now he just needed to spot it in the chart. Exactly. Yeah. So, I know. It's fabulous. So, but, I mean, it was just exciting, and and I I just really loved the class and to see their eyes light up and... and and our core strategy class that we just had, I mean, like everybody's eyes lighting up and they're like, oh, I see it, you know, and yeah, and we've had, we've had a couple of retakes who are just like, you know what, I need to go back to core. I need to get really back in. That's our, that's our, 
that's what teaches you how is. to read the charts, right? Yeah. And then and then we have like futures and forex and options, and then that says, okay, now you know how to read the charts. Now you let's just talk about yeah. this. Now one here asset are the strategies for, for each of the different asset class. yeah classes. Yeah. Here are the strategies, and so we have the we have this great student who he just studies and he does all these things. Another shout out to Steve. Steve, shout out to Steve, yeah. and he he was in the class and he was just like. He actually did want to, we have the, we have this thing called mastermind XLTs and I mean, it's yeah, mastermind groups. It's for people who like are super traders and they, they know their stuff and they want to talk about it and they're studying it and, and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And he, he, he did one of our mastermind classes, uh, last night where, where, uh, we had students, we invited other people to come and, and watch it for the first hour and then just the mastermind students. And he goes, so here I was studying this mastermind like presentation and I went back to core and it was in core strategies, but, yeah. but he was like, but I didn't, I didn't grasp it at the time. And so the people that stayed back to watch his little presentation, they're like, I'd like to register for core. And so like, cause they were like, I need to get, you know, I want to get, understand these, these processes better and things like that. And so, so when our students are like, oh, I'm kind of not doing as well as I want, or I'm doing fine, but I'm not yep. understanding this concept. They go back to always core. go back to, they core. always go back to core. And so I loved it. Yeah. I just thought that was so great. And, and, and everything just builds upon each other. And so like the mastermind stuff, it's like, okay, you've honed your skills and stuff. And then let's build upon what you learned in core to take advantage of it. It was just, exactly. it, it's been just a great week of learning. Yeah. You know, and I think that core is really aptly named. Yeah. Because, you know, everything that, um, everything comes down to the basics. Yeah. And so if you're going to work on something, let's just take, uh, you know, working out your body, for instance. Mm -hmm. You need your body to be stronger. First muscles that you have to work and get strong. Is your core. Your core. Is your abs. And That's so right. it, you got back problems, you need to work out your abs, you mm -hmm. know, and stuff. Because it, it supports the rest of the body. That's exactly right. And so this is the support for everything else. And everything else is an appendage to that. It makes things easier, but the core makes it possible. Exactly. So if you're going to nail one class, you've got to nail the core. You've got to learn how to effectively find highs and lows. Yes. Right? Definitely. All right. Well, the tools, rules, and strategies are what you need if you want to do well. And guess what? We teach the tools, rules, and strategies. If you want to learn, at least see how it happens, how it works, then you've got a great opportunity to come into one of our free three-hour trading and investing classes. Mm -hmm. Right? It's free. It, it, it can't yeah. hurt. So it's a couple minutes of your time. All right. We've got these in person if you're in the uh, Phoenix area. And if you're in the wider world somewhere, not in the Phoenix area, then fly in and take the class. Okay. <laughs> We'd love to have you. <laughs> That's right. But we do have it online. It's not going to be as good um, because, you know, in person, you get to ask your questions, you get to see it uh, a little bit better. Um, the online well, is always really a little bit less effective. Well, and that's really interesting because there was a student here, another shout mm -hmm. out to Brian, but he was like, he was like, oh my gosh, like in person is so much better. Like he was like, I can ask my questions I can, and immediately get that answer and, and they can expound upon that answer, you know, instead of yeah, just while typing they're in. still there on the asset that you're looking at. Yeah. While yeah. they're still on the asset. Whereas, whereas like online is great. Like fabulous instructors i've oh, taken sure. online courses f through ota but i have to think out how to type out the question i'm asking and then if they answer it in a, in a way that i was like that wasn't what i was asking then i have to think out no i mean this you know and anyway well so and then I, you've so lost like all of the time right because yeah. the, the lesson continues but you've typed the question and because yeah. the 
the instructor is teaching 500 people, they have somebody else that are taking the questions, but now the rest of the class has moved on and you're still stuck on this one problem. Right. And I'm like, I'm not seeing it. So, so I just thought, I just loved how he was like, Oh man, I love, I love in-person class. Like, I mean, his eyes were on fire and stuff. And I was like, that's great, Brian. Cause that's, that's what we, that's what we're here. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. That's right. We're the only ones that I know that you sit in class and actually learn how to trade fingers on computers in the markets. Yeah. Right. So great. Yeah. So, you know, we've got that three-hour class. You learn tools, rules, and strategies. Now, you're not going to walk out of the class a professional trader. There's more to learn, but you get the idea of how it works. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a brilliant class. Really easy to get to because it's free. And it's a development of skills. Yeah. It takes time. Like, the YouTube guys are like, oh, I just did it overnight. I'm all, that's, yeah, no. No, that's the one-trick pony. Yeah, so yeah. just to let you know, it's a yeah. skill. But uh, yeah, so come into the class. Uh, we've got them in on weekdays. We've got them on weekends, right? Love mm-hmm. to have you. Uh, you can get registered for the class, whether it's in person or online, by going to www.tradingacademy.com. That's www.tradingacademy.com. And when you go there, then, then um, you know, it'll present you with the opportunity to learn more. Click that learn more uh, button and... Immediately, you'll see a little registration page where you can either get into the in-person or the online. Now, if you're in the Phoenix area, it's only going to offer you the in-person, at least right up front. If you really need the online, call us. We're going to try and talk you out of it, but then we'll you know, provide a way for you to take that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we'd love to see you. Hope that you've enjoyed, uh, you know, this this particular uh, podcast, and we hope that you're listening again next week. And hope to see you in class sometime. Have a good week. <laughs>